the Box Officer Podcast with Mel McKay and Derek Zemrak. Well, welcome back, Derek. Did you enjoy your week off? I did. Thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> it's good to be back. Always good to chat with you. It's a Friday <laughs> tradition. What movie are you going to be reviewing for us today? We're going to review Blue Beetle. And no, Mel, this is not a biopic on Pete Bass, the, f- the original drummer of the Beatles, okay? <laughs> That's what I thought I was going to see when I saw it. No, just kidding. Uh, I, yeah, what the hell is this thing, dude? <laughs> That's what everyone said. What is Blue Beetle? Okay. <laughs> It's not that poor sad Pete. That's not. It's not him. Not him. It's not a remake uh, of the Love Bug, but it's starring yeah. a blue bug. Like, what's right, going right. on? <laughs> okay, so Blue Beetle is DC's latest comic movie from Warner Brothers. A movie. It's a superhero movie starring Cobra Kai star Axel Mandana. I probably screwed that name up completely. <laughs> so, oh well. But he's he's the star from uh, Cobra. Kai, the Netflix series is about the Karate Kid, and it is directed by Angel Manuel Soto. Okay, so this is a movie where it's not the biggest budget superhero film out there, and they're already talking about that the DC is rebooting everything. It's going to be rebooted anyway, so I don't know if you really need to go see this movie, (laughs) but let's talk about it, okay? So, how does Blue Beetle become Blue Beetle? Well, Blue Beetle is encountered by an alien who gives a college student, hence um, the kid from Cobra Kai, uh, and Jamie Reyes, and he gives him a suit of armor that gives him extreme but yet unpredictable superpowers, and it changes his life, of course. I mean, if you're going to have a superpower, your life has changed. So that's given. And he becomes a superhero. Now, now I've already described a few things about a suit and a college kid, so maybe this sounds a little bit like Ant-Man meets Spider-Man. Well, basically, (laughs) that's exactly what it is. And throw in a few other superhero characters and you've got Blue Beetle. I mean, it's like a a car. You mentioned a car earlier. It's like a car being built on an assembly line. Let's throw Hulk in here. Let's throw you know, Batman. Oh, Let's throw good Lord. everything. <laughs> Why? So either you can take it, you don't have to see any Superman hero, just go see Blue Beetle and you put them all together. <laughs> uh, this is definitely just a merry mix of everything. In some spots, I thought the movie was clever. I thought it was funny at some aspects, but it was only really funny at the moment when there was somebody who knew how to make comedy, and that's where George Lopez plays the character. That makes it funny because he knows <laughs> not how to step over the lines or make sure he hits his mark. So he's a comedian, right? So he works. But everybody else is kind of flat. Uh, but overall, Blue Beetle was entertaining at times. I wasn't expecting much going into it. It's just about two hours long, which I think is also too long, <sighs> especially when it's not the biggest budget, as I mentioned before. So there's not all the special effects that a lot of people like, but, you know, it's not man. You know, yeah. I loved the first Ant-Man. You know, this one I said, is, it's okay. Overall, I have to give Blue Beetle two slates out of five. <laughs> and the other thing that I have to say, just so people know, if you got to sit there for two hours and indulge in some popcorn, there is not one, but two end credits. So you can kind of see where they're going to take Blue Beetle and what's going to happen. So you can either, you know, just go in for the beginning of the movie and then go out and chat with someone and come back in at the end and you can wrap it all up. So. <laughs> Oh, 
my God, I love that. <laughs> so okay. tell me about this football documentary. It's on Netflix, right? Yes, it's on Netflix. It is called Untold Johnny Football. Okay, now football season has just started. Preseason started last week. And um, this is about Johnny Manziel, okay, the superstar. First football player to ever win a Heisman Trophy as a freshman, okay? He grew up <laughs> in Texas in a small little town, and he was a superstar. But he wasn't the biggest kid. He was, you know, I think he's like 5'10 or something. <gasps> but he had a natural talent. And he, he, as a quarterback, he rushed a lot. He threw the ball a lot. He did, you know, it's incredible in winning the Heisman Trophy. You know, it talks about his, his parents and where he went. And now a lot of these people out there may know who Johnny Manziel was. He was the one that's kind of arrogant. And, you know, he would, you know, give the money sign every time he went in, you know, got into the end zone and scored the touchdown. And some people loved him, especially people that in Texas, they absolutely loved him, right? I went on to, to, to college in Texas and uh, became a worldwide phenomenon. But interesting thing is, is his sophomore year, after winning the Heisman Trophy. Now, college players in any sport can't make money off themselves or mm. what have you. But Johnny and his good friend that he grew up in high school carves away, and I'm not going to get into that part, of how they can make some money on the side. Now, they don't just make a little bit of money. They make hundreds of thousands of dollars Whoa. in cash. Him and his buddy are traveling the country in private jets and cash all over the place. Now, here's a guy who has addictions. You know, in his sophomore year, they're trying to figure out how he can take drug tests and pass them and using other people's urine. And, I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on in this thing. And it's about a guy who's at the top of his game. Here's a guy who's actually, he's hanging around with Justin Bieber and all the famous basketball players and traveling and partying. And, and he... 20 years old, and he's going into <laughs> nightclubs and just getting wasted. Oh. So his sophomore year, you know, they think he's going to be the back-to-back -back Heisman Trophy runner, right? He right. won it, you know, virtually, you know, just turned 20. And he has an okay season, but not great. But you know what? He says, you know what? I'm going straight to the NFL. Well, everybody knows of his deterioration and his crazy, you know, antics that it goes on with him. That nobody in the NFL wants him. And also his size had to do with, with it too. So he ends up getting picked not as, you know, he get, did get picked in the first round, but way down there by the uh, Cleveland Browns. Now, here's a guy who's, you know, partying up in Texas and in LA. <laughs> Hey, he don't want to be in Cleveland Brown. No. <laughs> so he shows up in Ohio, and the first day he's like, I don't want to do this. And he's got such a addictions that they're finding him in nightclubs. They're finding him one time. He actually, on a Sunday when they're supposed to play on Thursday, when they have the day off, Thursday and Friday, he decides he's going to fly to Vegas. Oh, good Lord. To have fun and then come back for the game. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. It's a total deterioration. This guy makes a lot of money, and he basically loses it. The great, you know, the good thing is he never lost his life because the way he was going, he should have. Right. You know, so it never really touches what I didn't like about the document. It doesn't really touch his, like, what he does today, although his hmm. sister says he can't do anything. You know, oh. he's just at that point where he can't do anything. Oh. He does live in Scottsdale, Arizona now, and it looked like to me he was just still partying with his buddies as they were playing, you know, darts in his backyard. And so it's an interesting thing about, you know, how too much fame, too much 
too quickly and how it can, you know, deteriorate very fast and you can lose it all. And, uh, you know, he got released uh, by the Cleveland Browns. I think it was in his second season that they just said, we're done. We're not dealing with this stuff. And off he went. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a, a good uh, don't party your life away kind of story. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, the documentary is only a little bit over, seven, I think, 72 minutes or something. So it's it's quick. It's, it's like to the point. You know, it talks about his relationship with his family and his parents and, you know, everybody around him. And, and the interesting thing that I thought, I'll just tell you this, it's not a kind of a spoiler, but his high school buddy, when he got his real agent, you know, because it couldn't, you know, couldn't happen anymore, it, it, didn't, it touched upon that they, they haven't talked to each other in years, but they obviously they had a falling out, but why didn't he stick with his buddy? Something, you know what right. I mean? He just like left them, you know, because, yeah. And they made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash all over the place. And they, they made up a story that he came from a wealthy family. That's how he could fly on private jets. And people believed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> how many slates for untold Johnny football? Yeah, I'm giving it two and a half slates out of five. I mean, it was interesting, but it would it left out a lot of parts that I think a lot of people would want to know. So, okay, all right. Netflix, by the way. Sounds yeah. good. Well, thanks, Derek. All I appreciate right. it as always, and we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. Thanks. Stream the box officer now at kkiq.com and Apple and Google Podcasts.